I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello and welcome back to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, joined as always by my Chewy, Mike Connors. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, you called me Chewy today, but before the pod, you said I had Darth Sidious vibes going yes. on right now. Yes, you got some so excellent maybe, lighting. So maybe today I'm just your I'm your uh, partner in Sheev. Sure. I don't know. You're the Phantom Menace, perhaps? Oh, oh, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> How you been? I'm good, man. Uh, I think we were talking a little bit. I started playing Civ Six on my Switch because it was like really cheap, and I bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I've been just like playing that recently, and also still trying to get in on the uh, WoW grind when you can. But nice. um, yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. What about you? Uh, lots of prep for E3. You know, uh, this yeah. podcast goes up on Joyclicks on YouTube. There's tons of gaming stuff there, so of course E3, the big time of year for games. Uh, I'm juggling eight different things at once this week, so pretty busy. But I am excited for the potential of Star Wars at E3, so we will absolutely talk about that this week, alongside um, a very, very brief light news wrap up and. Of course, discussions about the recent episode of the Bad Batch. But well, one thing I do want to say, as well as the um, you know E3 coverage that's going to be on Joy Clicks over the next week or so, uh, you've also been doing the Chunty D2 show. You want to plug that real quick, Christian? Sure. Yeah. Every Sunday, a new episode of the Chunty D2 show. It's about eight to twelve minutes uh, per episode so far. We got eight, eight, and nine this week, um, where I'm going over a topic about a thing that I think is worthy of writing an essay about and then turning it into a video. <laughs> um, we did one on Sonic. We did one on Kingdom Hearts. Next up is about uh, broken promises for video games. So, Love it. Yeah, no, they're, they're really cool. I, I, I dig them a lot, Christian. Thank you. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, that being said, Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you for our segment from the Jedi Archives, where we go to the sacred texts of Wikipedia and pull a piece of lore from canon or legends to educate each other and the audience. Kick us off, Mike. What did you get this week? So this is not something that I actually did a random page for. I, I, I pressed random page on Wikipedia, got something, and clicked a hyperlink on that page to something that I thought was more interesting. Uh, so I chose Arihinda Price. You're familiar, right? I yes Maybe. yeah yeah she's uh she's in rebels like she's the she's like the governor of Lothal basically mm-hmm. um so yeah on Wikipedia uh she reigned the hel- she held the rank of moth and served as governor of Lothal sector thirteen years after the rise of the Galactic Empire uh she was manager of price mining aid to Lothal senator Domus Renking before she was governor of Lothal um she's really interesting uh she's actually very heavily featured in the first Thrawn book uh, okay. in the new canon by Timothy, Timothy Zahn. So not the old canon Thrawn's by Zahn. But uh, yeah, so you got, you kind of get like a POV of her. And I actually thought that she was probably one of the more interesting parts of the book outside of Thrawn, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just thought I always liked her as a character in Rebels. Um, she gave me like Tarkin vibes, but, you know, not Tarkin. And um, yeah, just, just, just dig her a lot. She, she's an she's a interesting character. Uh, for sure nice good pick uh do you think we'll explore more 
with her in different uh, upcoming content for that era because you know we're not we're not leaving that in between anytime soon you know we got bad batch are we gonna see a young version of her or something i mean i feel like it would be cool you know one of the things that i really like i like about star wars and one of the things that it kind of gets a lot of uh crap for by some people is just like it's reliance on like getting really into into the weeds of like politics and stuff mm-hmm. um but that's something I always thought was really interesting. And since she worked basically like as an aide on Coruscant, like during the reign of the Galactic Empire, I feel like she'd be a really cool conduit for like exploring that side of, um, you know, like the transition from the Republic to the Empire and all that kind of stuff. So um, I want to see more of that. And I think the Bad Batch is doing a good job, you know, with, with sort of like that transition period. But, you know, me as a nerd, I'm kind of interested in like, what were the politics like at this time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's neat. I, I hope we get to see more from that character and just, you know, it's a it's a very wild era so far, so we're gonna absolutely get more of that. Hopefully. Uh this What'd week, you pick? This week I did go random. I chose a page that well, I didn't choose it, but it was given to me. Um, Animal Circle. Mm-hmm. I had I read that, mm-hmm. I was like, I have no concept of what this could be. So of course I have to go with it. The Animal Circle was a region of the main city on the planet of Keegan. Uh, the various circles of Keegan formed an interconnected ring around the Gathering Circle. V. Davi hoped to work in the Animal Circle upon graduation from the Learning Circle, but until Oviev and V. Tan were ousted as benevolent guides, providing more choice for workers, chances of that were slim, as there was a surplus of workers for the Circle during 44 BBY. Um... It is only appeared in Jedi Apprentice: The Fight for Truth. Interesting. Yeah, it seems very like niche, like out there or anything. Do you think we're gonna get any animal circles in future canon? <laughs> I I would say no. I'd lean no because it is um, it's a two thousand scholastic paperback. So this is absolutely stricken from the canon. Yeah, this is like you, you really couldn't have found found a more a deeper cut question. No, no. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like who knew uh, that? That's a good. You know, I I didn't know. I mean, I thought you know the first thing that came to my mind was like you know Orwell's Animal Farm, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that has nothing to do with Star Wars. So I, you could just say I was at a loss. Yeah, so I was too. That's why <laughs> I wanted to go with it. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Great picks this week from the Jedi Archives. We'll go back next week and see what else the texts have for us. But, uh, Mike, we got a bit of, I wouldn't say bad news, but interesting news. Do you want to start with this? Yeah, let's start with the, let's start with the bad slash interesting news. Yeah, so apparently there was a recent entry of Variety's Actors on Actors, which is an interesting segment where they get an actor and another actor, and they have a little interview amongst each other because they understand their craft better than any other interviewer would yeah and this one was fun i didn't get to watch the whole thing but uh ewan mcgregor and pedro pascal were the uh two interviewees talking to each other for this installment um so cool because they shared to pick a better pair yeah exactly they shout out star wars background so yeah for sure I think the main piece of news that came out of this, it is a very interesting discussion. I will go back and finish it, but uh, they were talking about Mandalorian. Ewan McGregor was asking him questions about it, and Pedro Pascal said, quote, we haven't shot a third season. So, I know there's rumors that they might be starting to shoot later this year, 
there is also the very real truth that Pedro Pascal has now been cast in the Last of Us show on HBO, which is going to production this year. They're shooting that. So we talked a bit last week, and I think the episode before as well, about like Christmas for Mando season three, maybe premiering the first episode in theaters this Christmas. Like hearing this from the lead of the show, I know he didn't have to be on set all the time in season one and to some extent season two, but like, does this have you doubtful about even one episode hitting this year? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the one thing that I'm trying to think of is like, is there is there a possibility that, that maybe this interview was like filmed a, a long time ago? But that that just seems like they'd have to disclose that information, right? Like, yeah. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely concerned about the Christmas target date. Uh, it's June. You know, it takes a long time. You know, as good as Disney is at this point at making like Mandalorian and like Disney shows like this, I'm sure they they know where they want to go with the story and everything. But it takes a lot of production. You know, there's a lot of pre-production, there's a lot of filming, and then there's a lot of post-production. Then you have marketing. You can't do that. I mean, I don't think you could really do that effectively in only six months. You know, mm. and granted, like maybe they've come up and done a lot of the pre-production already, but like the filming is a big part of it. Um, and given the fact that you said that Pedro Pascal is like soon to be filming the Last of Us HBO series, I think it's probably unlikely that we're going to see Mando season three anytime this year, um, which is kind of upsetting, especially since that they, you know, you know when they said Christmas uh, at the end of last year, I believe we were skeptical. Um, we were kind of like, really? Like that seems pretty soon uh, to now. And I think we were skeptical for good reason. That's just what I'll say about that. Sure. And honestly, I feel like you were more skeptical than I was. I was locked in, ready to wake up Christmas morning, make a coffee, have some sugar cookies, and then watch The Mandalorian again. But uh, Uh yeah, that is honestly, it is a bummer. I get it. I think it makes sense. You know, we got a bunch of other Star Wars shows that are springboarding off of this. Uh, And... I'll say I'll definitely miss the feeling of having Mandalorian every week in the fall winter season this year, but like we are going to have Book of Boba Fett. Granted that is fewer episodes, but yeah, man, I, I still, I have like a 5% chance of hope that they can throw together like maybe a 70 minute first episode and then the rest of the season comes like spring next year or something like that but yeah i'm yeah i'm expecting nothing at this point so do like what do you know about the last of us like you said that they are rumored to start filming like later this year or is that like a confirmed thing so i think they mentioned that it's going into production this fall and i think it's gonna be i could be misremembering but i think they said it's gonna be like a nine month shoot or something like that Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't really think that. The, unfortunately, I think that we're probably going to have to wait a little bit longer for Mandalorian season three. Um, I don't necessarily think that this means you know like there's never going to be a Mandalorian season three. Um, that thought like kind of did race through my mind for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and what if they're just like throwing away Mandalorian to focus on like Ahsoka and, you know, all these other shows that they want to do. But it's just been too much of a cash cow 
for Disney for them to like throw it away so easily and it ended on such a cliffhanger. Though I do think that ending would be a great way to end it um, in a way. I agree. Um, I just don't think that that's 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 going to happen. Um, I'm sure you agree with me on that, Christian. Um, yeah. If you don't, correct me. Yeah. Because yeah, like they did say there would be a Mandalorian season three. They they did. They said it was going to start on Christmas this year, right? But I'm yeah, with you. I definitely had that thought. And um, I remember I read an interesting uh, article around like the midway of season two saying that like the Mandalorian is very interesting because Din Djarin is the protagonist, but he's not a main character, if that makes sense. Like, oh, totally. He's like the vehicle for that. So I could see a world where in your hypothetical of not getting a season three, we do focus to all these shows that do have main character vibes in them, and then Din Djarin is just around. He's that connective tissue. I can see that. Do I think that's likely? No, because like you said, it's a huge cash cow. But I, w- I would very much... I'd yeah. have a lot of respect if they walked away from that specific arc where they leave off, because it's like, hey, that was the story we told of them, so... Oh, my God. I mean, in a way, like... I think that it would it would work so well if they were just like actually yeah we're we're not we're not gonna make a season three we're happy about where this ended off like maybe future shows like if we if we end up doing Rangers of the New Republic or Ahsoka or or some of the other shows that they're planning on doing like maybe they'll answer some like lingering questions about some of these characters but like yeah like you know you know Grogu ended up at the Jedi Temple you can extrapolate in your own mind from like where you know what happened to him after that mm-hmm. um but going back to what we were talking about it, they just make too much damn money off the show mm-hmm. um that they wouldn't throw it away so easily especially since like you said they they came they, they came out they said that they had in a they had a plan for a season three so they have a story that they want to tell clearly um the story is clearly not over yet though it may seem like a good place to stop um yeah i i, I just think it's just not going to happen this year which is a shame but something that i kind of like was thinking might happen Mm -hmm. i did double check and this is confirmed the last of us is starting to film in july and is wrapping in june 2022 and yikes (laughs) yeah so i think like the report is that they're just shooting two seasons back to back for that show which is sort of irrelevant but like you know season one of mandalorian Remember, it came out after the fact that it was like, hey, that was like Brendan Wayne's the whole time, really. That was never really uh, Pedro Pascal on set in the suit, you know? The scenes where his face was yeah. there, it was. But, like, I don't know. I could see a world where if they really need to get this show out, they'll do that again. But, you know, after leaving off with season two, you assume that he's not going to be wearing the helmet all the time now. But that's, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. I feel like he would have to be on set way more. Um, just because of like where season two ended up, mm-hmm. um, are we going to get a Mandalorian season three? Yes, I think at some point we will. Um, is it going to be this year? No, uh, I really don't think so. Especially with that confirmed report that you just you just gave. That's um, just kind of a shame, honestly. Like, what were they thinking? Like, why did they say that? So, like, I'm pretty convinced now that this is not coming out <laughs> this year. But like, why did Disney? Why would why would Disney do such a thing? Like, why would they say Christmas and, like, make this promise? And, like, I don't know. Like, is there a world where a lot of this is, of the reorganization, is because they had to, or they fired Gina Carano? Do you think part of that is, like, they just really have to rework her role for season three? Because, like, 
you and I have discussed her character and her acting. I can't imagine she was going to be that big of a player for season three to the point where they just have to shove off doing a whole season. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure not. Because, like, think about it. She was in season one. She was, like, a relatively main character in season one. And then they kind of dropped her down to, like, I don't know, she was in, like, two or three episodes in season two. And, like, she didn't really have that many speaking lines because she's not really a great actress. Like, uh, so, like you said, I don't think they really had big plans for the character in The Mandalorian. I think that maybe they would have, you know, used her in Ranges of the New Republic a little bit more, which is why, the, you know, perhaps in my eyes, that's why it's not currently in production but mm-hmm. back to mandalorian season three i don't think i don't think gina Carano really has much of an, an influence on this like the real issue i think is pedro pascal um and i it also makes me think like have they like was this filmed like a long time ago <laughs> like you know what i mean like that's also a possibility though i don't think that that's likely either you know yeah so Again, I'm not fully writing it off. I still am holding on to like 7% of a hope that we get one episode this year or one event this year uh, for progressing that story of Din Djarin. But, ooh, Mike, imagine this. Imagine this. Okay, go with me here. We get one one episode that follows up the Book of Boba Fett that shows maybe it's like bad batch episode one length right and it is about Jaren immediately after the end of season two wrapping up those threads seeing how he's processing this and then we go away for another six months so they can like shoot the thing or something i have no idea when they would work it but when season three does hit we do get this time jump that you've thrown around that we've discussed in the show so this little thing we do get maybe this year would be a nice interstitial of like hey this is how he dealt with it this is how he was feeling after we'll pick up when we pick up and when we pick up it's going to be a few years after the last time he saw this guy yeah i mean i feel like that that could be done um and i don't know i i just I guess it really all depends on like these actors' schedules, right? Like, and and I mean, there's also possibilities that maybe they had thought ahead and filmed some things ahead, right? I mean, I'm not really sure. Um, I hope that I I really hope that you're right, Christian. I'm I'm really sort of like, I have some hope for your seven percent of hope, nice. uh, but my whole if if you were to look at the you know the gauge on me, I have about like point five percent hope. Fair. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of been diluted for me, but you know, I, I hope I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope you're right because I would love to see more Mandalorian this year. Regardless, though, we will be seeing the Book of Boba Fett. That's like almost confirmed. Yeah. Um, so at least we're going to be getting something, right? Yeah. So nothing to worry about. And you know, nothing to worry about. Also, um, if Mandalorian season three is not uh, coming out this year, when do you think they'll tell us, Christian? <laughs> That it's not coming out this year. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's a possibility, I mean, people think it's coming out Christmas. Like that's what people think. It's June eighth right now, right? So, I'll say September seventh. I don't know if that's what day of the week that is, but let me look. I'll go with September seventh with for you too. But sometime in September is what you're thinking. September seventh is a Tuesday. Yeah, that's the day to break the bad news. All right. 
Put it on the calendar. Yep. But, uh, speaking of news, there is a couple quick hits to get through this week. Um, since last week's episode, we had two birthdays in the Lucasfilm department, Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni. Both of them, their names got thrown around at the same time a lot. You know, just another instance of it. And, yeah, I guess they have close birthdays, too. So. <laughs> uh, in terms of the next Star Wars film, Rogue Squadron, Patty Jenkins has brought on the Wonder Woman production designer, Aline Bonetto. Uh, I don't know if Aline worked on Wonder Woman and 1984, but uh, I saw Wonder Woman in the original, and I like how that movie looks, you know? Yeah, can you um, just explain for me, um, because I actually don't really know, like, what, what does a production designer do? So, I think production design works in terms of, like, trying to craft the look of the show. They work heavily with, like, the actual hands-on artists and uh, gotcha. set construction and stuff like that. So, they have a, a strong hand in, like, sort of creating the, the image and vibe and feelings of a production. I love that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman... Honestly, both of the Wonder Woman movies, love them or hate them, they definitely both had a certain vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and, and great sets, too, especially the first one. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, lastly, on the quick hits, the Chernobyl actor Robert Ems has joined Andor. Now, this is, I believe, the second Chernobyl hire for this series. What was the first? Do you remember? It might have been a production designer, but oh, it was like it was like a, okay, a production person. I think so, yeah. But I'm... I, it's just interesting because I think we did have that conversation around when Andor was announced officially, and they said like, "Hey, yeah, we have talent from Chernobyl." It was like, "Oh, whoa!" So this is, might be like some serious tone. Like this might be some some spy stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's just Robert M's. I, I don't I don't really I, I watched Chernobyl. Did you watch Chernobyl? I didn't, but I want to because the writer is writing The Last of Us. So Oh, okay. Yeah, well, um oh Craig Craig Mason, right? That's his name? Yeah. Um Yeah, Chernobyl's a great T V show, Christian. I feel like you would really like it. Um I don't really I'm looking up a picture of Robert M's and I don't I don't necessarily like recognize him. Uh, yeah, that ever happened to you? Like, yeah. Uh, just like hard. Sometimes it's hard to figure out like who the heck did this person play? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. He was like the engineer guy. All right. Well, I mean, interesting stuff. Uh, I'm really excited for for Andor. Um, speaking of which, I did see a recent. Um, I, I did see a recent fo- set photo from there, and there's a shore trooper. So take that take that what you will there there's short there are short troopers in andor Dude, so short bring them back cool. short troopers are cool I, um and i think they, they only they were only in rogue one they, well they popped up in season two of mando remember the episode with uh May, uh mayfeld when oh when true he... yeah 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 i forgot about that yeah short troopers are cool we should use them more but they should use them more They're... um there was and another... there, there's also. Oh, I was just going to say there's also some filming news about Andor as well. Yes, so alongside this casting, uh, it is being reported that filming is scheduled to wrap this summer. So, 
cool. They've been filming for a while, I feel. Yeah, for sure. I think they started in either January or like maybe November. I forget. Is it? But you're right. It's been a minute. So. I wonder, um, what in terms of Andor, like, what do you think we're gonna get? Um, like, how many episodes? It, do you think they're filming like just one season right now? Um, like those kind of. I would, I would say they're filming one season because we know Alan Tudyk said like future stuff he'll be there and we haven't heard a peep of him for shooting right now um, so yeah I'll say they're shooting one season right now um, probably six to eight episodes something like a Falcon um, and then I'll say it comes out uh, March first episode I hope so, man. I think March is probably a good guess. I feel like that's when WandaVision came out this year, right? So, I think so. Yeah, no, no. Uh, WandaVision ended around then, and Falcon started around then. I think. So. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I just yeah, I feel like it would be a good starter for whatever Disney Plus has in the uh, spring of next year. For sure, yeah, and you could lead, you know, however many weeks ahead of that, and then tee up a nice Kenobi drop for like may or june the summer months hopefully man hopefully i mean we're definitely gonna get i feel like we're definitely gonna get kenobi next year that's almost a given i would imagine Um, yeah unless they unless post is like super heavy compared to these other shows which it could be because you and i have talked about this before like kenobi could just have the full-blown like you know budget of a film because of how big this is gonna be I think it probably does, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> like, I would be upset if it was like not a high budget like yeah. production. Full no punches. I'm sure. I'm sure Disney would put their money. Mm-hmm. No what? No punches. Pull no punches. Oh, pull no punches. Absolutely. Um, in terms of Andor, though, you really think it's going to be that many episodes? I feel like it might be like eight, maybe ten. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the lengthier episode series usually tend to skew a few shorter episodes um like i believe one division was 20 minutes each 20 some like were a little closer to 30 i think it was 140 but uh they had eight and it totaled six hours falcon had like six 45 minute episodes loki i think has six 45 50 minute episodes so going off that trend i'd lean that way because i think Andor is going to be much more story heavy than Mandalorian ever really was, I imagine. Probably, yeah. Which I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Totally here for. I also love Cassian Andor. Oh, absolutely. He's one of my favorites. But... Another thing that's relevant to Star Wars in the near future, though, is Star Wars games. Because we do know EA, that contract, it's got a timer now, and E3 is happening this thursday technically is the kickoff not e3 and saturday sunday monday tuesday is e3 so uh mike we both love star wars games we talk about them a fair amount and while this is true we do love them mm-hmm, while ea play you know because ea still has that contract right now they're not doing their event until july but there are other studios, there are other publishers that have been rumored to be working on Star Wars things or have announced Star Wars things. So, I've listed them. We can run through them all. Mike, we can sort of set expectations on if we should expect something 
from this project at E3 this year. Definitely. And then at the end, I think we should talk about EA Play Live and maybe sure. some things we, we could maybe expect from that. Yes. Um, but I do see the first thing that you have on this list, Christian, um, Aspire Media, uh, you know, famed remakers of Republic Commando and other Star Wars games from the early 2000s uh, is going to be at E3. What day are they going to be there? Do you know? So I think Aspire Media is an E3 partner. So they don't have a specific show, but E3 is doing programming throughout the entire weekend. Um, and I think Aspire's parent company is the Embracer Group, I'm pretty sure, or maybe Coach Media. So it could be at one of those two, but I, I can see if there's a detailed time slot for Aspire right now. But Mike, you mentioned they are... No, I wasn't necessarily meaning if they were going to have a time slot, just mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they're going to be with like another big name. Like, use, no. using other big names. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I'm looking right now. Um, I'm not seeing a specific uh, event scheduled for them, but I so I imagine they're at their parent company. Um, but like you mentioned, they did remaster uh, Republic Commando. I think they also remastered the Jedi Academy games that got ports recently. They're also the studio rumored and uh honestly they are making this because jason Schreier said they are um the knights of the old republic remake (laughs) so yeah i mean so as as far as i know they're not as far as i know they're not really involved or rumored to be doing anything else right like this is kind of their thing I imagine, yeah, like, it, it sounds like what Schreier's reporting was earlier this year, like, $90 million budget for this thing, it's their first, like, huge initiative of a full-blown remake, not just a remaster, like, I don't know how big this team is, I think they also brought in new people, but, like, uh, to grow the staff, so I could see, like, maybe they're working on a couple other remasters, which is just their bread and butter, but most... All hands are on deck for this project i imagine uh yeah it makes me wonder how long they've been working on it i know like jason schreier i think he said that like this has been kind of in the works for a long time or, or a decent amount of time mm-hmm. so uh depending on like how far they are in the development process of the game um i think it's probably I'm not gonna say likely, but like you know, it would be it would be interesting if they showed up at E3 with this, uh, with I don't know, maybe some gameplay or at least like a trailer or something like that, or just like they talk about it, just talk about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like just confirm it. Like you don't even have to show anything. <laughs> yeah, because like this year we did see Ubisoft announce their project, right? So even though the Ether, sorry, the EA contract is still in place until 2023. Uh, presumably anybody who's working on a star wars thing can announce it publicly so i think you're right there's a chance we could see an announcement um just show like a a render of revan turning a lightsaber on and then it just says remake and then they like it comes out when it comes out i don't know but uh yeah man i I wouldn't be surprised if we see it i think it, it might be time you know I think it might be time too, um, and this is something you know. I feel like we've been talking about the Kotor remake for a while um, as something that you know, I, I think is something that I've talked about for a while, something that I want. And you have recently played Kotor, so I'm sure this is something you'd be interested in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think the community is ready for it, to be quite honest with you. I've seen a lot of like, you know, KOTOR fans on the internet kind of being like, we need another version of this game. Uh, looking at you, Aspire Media. And um, basically, since their spot's been blown up by Jason Schreier to begin with, I don't really see why they wouldn't just be like, yeah, that's true. That's what we're doing. Um, get ready. It's going to happen when we feel like it. Sure. And you're going to maybe like it. <laughs> now, uh, so yeah, I think I think if if they're going to do it at all, it's going to be at E3, and hopefully they do. I think it's there's a high probability that they would. Mm-hmm. And also worth uh, reminding everybody: keep in mind uh, E3 2018, 2017, maybe I don't remember. Um, at the EA conference, Vince Zampella was just sitting in an audience and then he's like hey so we're making a game in star wars it's called jedi fallen order and that was it so like they could they could even do that you know but legit just uh like they don't even have to have you know the render of revan just like freaking i don't know they must have a title card or something (laughs) like they could just show us that and be like yeah this is coming soon so uh, Aspire Media, my eyes will be on them for sure. I think out of all of them, this is the one I feel like could show up in a substantial way. So, hopefully, man, I'm I'm hoping so. Uh, next up, Warner Brothers Entertainment is going to be here. They are having their show on Sunday. It's worth mentioning that their show is detailed as Warner Brothers slash Back for Blood, which is a game they're publishing. Um. It's like basically Left 4 Dead. It's people who used to work on Left 4 Dead. They branched off to make their own thing. Uh, if that is mm. not the only thing they're showing, it is probably the main thing they're showing. But Warner Brothers, of course, when it comes to Star Wars, uh, they own Traveler's Tales, who is making the Skywalker Saga, which we're due for an update on. I could see this show up, like you said earlier, Mike, at any of the other stages, like Xbox, Nintendo, or the Summerfest. Yeah, I mean, I, I we're like you said, we're due for an update on this game on Lego on the Lego uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Uh, keep in mind, this was a game that was originally scheduled to be released like last October. Mm-hmm. That's right, released, and uh, we've only received I think like one trailer, and it wasn't even a gameplay trailer. Um, so it's about time that we see something from this game and get like a definitive answer on like when is this game going to come out because they've delayed it multiple times uh you know for good reason there's like a pandemic and everything but like you know at a certain point like if it doesn't come out like this year i would be kind of pissed like to be honest like um i don't know i don't know how you feel about that but i just feel like i've been patiently waiting and if they have to at least talk about it and show something. Um, if anything is a, is is a certain is a certainty in my eyes, uh, we're gonna get an update on Lego Star, uh, Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. And like you said, it probably will be at the Warner Brothers conference um, if they're having one. So um, yeah, um, I, I just really hope that this game comes out this year. <laughs> yeah, I think if it doesn't show up here, I'll be worried. Um, I don't know if they have like a marketing. Yeah deal with anybody like i don't know if they have a agreement with playstation or something but um playstation won't be here i will say though i could see a world where skywalker saga shows up on the xbox stage and it's announced that when it comes out it's coming out day and date on game pass i could see that be announced 
Oh, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I feel, like you said, I feel like it could show up at really any of the, the um, you know, either Xbox or, or even Nintendo for that matter. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, they could show that off too. But um, if yeah, I feel like, you know, we're talking about like, oh, is KOTOR going to happen? And we're both like pretty confident that they're going to at least say something about it. Um, I feel even more confident that we're going to get an update on the Skywalker saga. Um, but if if we don't see it, like you said, it would be very concerning because this game was supposed to come out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't get this game this year, man, like I said this before, but I'm going to be really upset. Like, <laughs> and like, I, I understand like, you know, why they had to delay it. But mm-hmm. like at a certain point, it's like, all right, you're just kind of playing us at this yeah. point. You and know? and um, it's, it's a very ambitious like jump up for what type of game they usually make as well so like maybe they just underestimated the amount of issues they'd run into for making a big ambitious game like this but at that point it's like okay you probably shouldn't have put a date on it in the first place but yeah exactly like i don't know i don't know if i'm being unreasonable you know like i I don't mean to sound unreasonable and like yeah, and I mean, like, I was okay with them delaying it. Um, like, it was only, like, a few months ago that they, they released, like, the last update on it. And yeah. they said it wasn't going to come out until, like, you know, God knows when. Um, and I was okay with that because, you know, you got to give them time. You know, you can't rush the creative process. But, you know, if they keep delaying it until, like, 2022, like, that's just a problem. You know, that's just, a, that's just like, an issue. <laughs> and it doesn't look good at yeah. all. Agreed. Uh We'll say this now, speaking of Xbox, Xbox is going to be doing their show on Sunday, and there was that rumor a while ago, Mike, that Xbox is reportedly working on a exclusive Mandalorian game. I don't know, I don't think this is tying into the show specifically, just a game about a Mandalorian, but um, yeah, that was really the only time we ever heard about that. I think a couple outlets did say like, hey, we heard something similar. Um, Maybe not necessarily outlets, but reputable names. Um, Mm -hmm. What are you expecting? Are you expecting to be watching this Xbox show and then all of a sudden you just see a a Chrome Dome Mandalorian walk out? Um, No, I I really don't. Um, just, Just because of like all the stuff that usually we find, you know, kind of pops up at shows like surprise, like as a surprise sort of thing have been talked about in like gen, like re- like relatively good detail beforehand. Um, and like you said, this Mandalorian, this rumor Mandalorian game kind of just like made the rounds like a few times and has been pretty quiet. Like, I, I don't know. There's not many, there's not many details about this rumor game. Sure. So um, Microsoft though, on the other hand has been like, gobbling up game studios left and right recently so it is possible that they're gonna like come with like pack an absolute heat and like maybe even show like two star wars games one that we didn't even hear about that's always a possibility um i don't do i I don't know if it's necessarily likely for like this year given like all the other stuff that we're expecting um from you know you know star wars in the video game world um maybe not maybe next year um I, I think that a mandalorian game would be very cool i'd love to see some sort of like republic commando sort of like a retake on republic commando uh you know yeah like a bad batch republic commando game mm-hmm. 
that would be cool but i don't know if that's gonna happen anytime soon yeah what do you what are you thinking about this christian so i'm with you i think even if this is real it could just be a couple documents right now like it could just be super early on in the planning phases for this um because i think the initial rumor came when they said they were making an indiana jones game at bethesda and that was probably going to be an exclusive for xbox but even then that is a game that was announced and they're like hey this is a ways out like we have almost nothing for this game right now but they still made a trailer to announce it so if there is a project that is going to be an exclusive star wars game even if it's years away i'm sure they would love to flaunt that yeah i mean i'm sure like i'm like think about this like you you brought up the infamous reveal of fallen order one um that was literally no more than just like a camera going up to a guy in the audience so like who's to say that that can't happen this time you know like there's a 15 second clip of some guy being like oh so we're making a star wars game it's gonna come out when we feel like it next thing you know what i mean uh and like the chances of them being like oh it's going to be like a mandalorian game specifically is low think about like indiana jones they were like yeah we're making an, Indi- an indiana jones game yeah. that's it <laughs> like we have no idea about any of it mm-hmm. um so I, yeah is that a possibility sure i feel like it's a possibility really like at any time though yeah. <laughs> um e3 is for sure like uh, i don't know it's just it's possible i just don't think it's likely yeah um lastly actually there's two more there's one i forgot to write down but next up ubisoft ubisoft is going to be doing a ubisoft forward presentation on saturday they have announced a handful of things that won't be there they said prince of persia is not going to be there uh the new rainbow six is not going to be there the new uh division spinoff is not going to be there but we do know earlier this year when lucasfilm games was announced the excuse me the paired game announcement was this star wars game coming from ubisoft and their division team again Mm -hmm. this is the one i'm doubting the most like i don't think this thing pops up in the slightest i i will be shocked i will eat a hat if we see anything from this okay all right i'm gonna hold you to that then because why would they release a list of things that they weren't going to to bring up at the show and Star Wars not be on it if they weren't going to bring it up. Fair. Fair point. That's just my thought. That's mm-hmm. my thought. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, you know, it's possible. I, th- that's the thing about all these, like, we, we just really don't know. But mm-hmm. given the fact that Ubisoft said, like, yes, these things specifically we won't talk about. And they didn't say Star Wars. And they announced a Star Wars game. You know, maybe they will talk about it. Yeah we'll see uh do you think like it's likely at all i know you're saying that your logic is interesting but do you would you like put your chips on this no i would not put my <laughs> chips on okay <laughs> uh i don't put my chips on anything regarding star wars man uh they <laughs> sometimes you know you, you know just as well as i do um you can't trust you can't trust these uh these big corporations man um, <laughs> uh I think there's a lot of Star Wars to go around. I think that we're probably going to get a lot of interesting information about the new Lego Star Wars game. I think we'll probably get the KOTOR thing. Um, I don't know if we're really going to get anything from from Ubisoft. I think 
it's probably more likely than getting anything from Microsoft. Let's just say that. Sure. Um, the one I forgot to write down the doc is something I absolutely think we'll see. I don't know where we'll see it, but we do know that Zynga is working on a Star Wars game that is set to come out this year that we've only seen a trailer of. But um, Star Wars mm -hmm. Hunters was at the Switch presentation in March, I think. Um, could pop up at the Nintendo presentation on Tuesday. Could pop up anywhere else. But it's coming out this year. We haven't seen what the game looks like or how it plays. So I imagine they'll want to show it soon. So Yeah, um, that'd be cool. I'm interested to see what it's like. Because the trailer really didn't tell us anything. So Yeah, so I, like, I don't know where that would be. Um, I couldn't see it being well, I, in Nintendo's again. I don't know why. I just don't feel it. But I think, uh, you know, when you said that they had showed it at the Switch presentation, that kind of made me thought maybe they would show it again at their presentation at E3. Um, but then again, like, that might be a reason that they wouldn't, because yeah. they already did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I don't know. I think we're going we're gonna to hear something about it, though. Yeah. I think we'll see it for sure by next episode. Next time we talk, we'll have seen it. So, yeah. Uh, but so I look forward to that. <laughs> yes, I know you wanted to talk briefly about EA Play and what we could see there. That is happening in July. I don't know the specific date, but you know, EA—they've been taking their time, but they're making Star Wars games still. So, what do you think we're gonna see? Oh yeah. So I think Battlefront Three is probably unlikely. Sure. Um, I, as as I understand it, like they still have a Battlefield game to get through, or mm -hmm. that's what they're going to be like showing off re soon, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, that's a dice dice, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. So, so I think like if anything, Star Wars Battlefront Three is probably going to be something that they're working on next, and they're probably not going to want to like focus too much on that, um, given that they have these other games that they want to show off you know first but fallen order 2 um you know it's been a while since we heard any official news from respawn on this uh and you know given the fact that fallen order 1 was just like so freaking successful back in 2019 it's been that long already uh i think that you know i think we might get another like hey like this is happening still mm -hmm. like get hyped you know um, I think that's honestly like I'd be surprised if that didn't happen. I yeah, I'm with you. I think we'll probably get like a 30 second teaser that shows like Cal maybe in like a city somewhere on the run with Marin like getting back to the ship and then it just says Star Wars Jedi whatever the title of the next one is. So yeah, um, in terms of Battlefront, you don't think we're gonna see anything. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you laid out the logic well. Um, Battlefield 6 is getting revealed tomorrow as of this recording, and that's coming out this year, and you're right, that is DICE. I think next year we'll get the reveal for sure of Battlefront 3. I don't know when that's coming mm -hmm. out, but um, yeah, I, I think for sure no Battlefront this year. Maybe, maybe at the, like bare minimum again we just get this guy in the audience being like hey we're making one but yeah i'm not gonna hold my breath at the bare minimum yeah i do think i do think a fallen order 2 announcement is imminent yeah um 
No, they don't even really have to announce the title if they're just like, yeah, this is happening mm-hmm. for sure. Um, that's that's what I'm expecting at the very least. Yeah, because think about this too. Like EA's had this contract for almost a decade, right? And yeah, they put out a couple games. Most of them, I would say, were good. Um, and they're about to lose this exclusivity over it uh, two years from now. So maybe Fallen Order 2 is coming out in 2023 when that contract is done. They want to like make sure we know that there's still good EA stuff coming out, right, for Star Wars. So get on it. Yeah, man. Uh, that's, that is actually an interesting point for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to want to try to solidify in like, you know, consumers' minds that they're still like a leading Star Wars video game developer um, or publisher rather. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I just like, you know, the it, Fallen Order 1 was just like too successful for them not to make a Fallen Order 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, just basically comes down to like, when do they feel comfortable telling people about it? Yeah. I, like there's no question in my mind that there is going to be a Fallen Order 2. Yeah. But I- it's just like, I do think I do think this is the year. I think this is the year, though. Yeah, and I think I could be projecting, but I'm almost positive they said that they were gonna make another Star Wars Jedi game at one point. But um, yeah, you're right. I feel like if it's coming next year or even the year after, throw out a little tease. Why not? You're gonna lose this. Nobody else can make announcements except us in two years. So take advantage of that. So, legit, yeah. Um, I do think I do think it's probably a twenty twenty three game. Uh, yeah, at the oh, very earliest. That makes sense. So, well, uh, that is the Star Wars at E three wrap up. So with that, Mike, why don't we move on to episode six of the Bad Batch? What was the name of this one? Oh, decommissioned. Yes. That's the name of this one. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, interesting episode, Chris. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, remind me last week where we settled on how you would feel depending on this episode's setup and story. So, um, thinking back to last week. Uh, the biggest issue that I was having with bad bat with the bad batch was that it sort of just felt like two job of the week e, and a lot of the episodes sort of felt like filler in some ways. Um, we kind of like lost the narrative that was going on with Crosshair a little bit um, mm-hmm. for a few episodes, and we still have. Um, and so that was kind of where I ended up at the end of last week. So. <laughs> Um, when it I, comes to this episode, uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, and I recall you saying that if this week's episode was like, just another one of those vibes last week, you would feel a certain type of way. So, Mike, I'd like to ask you, how are you feeling this week? So, Christian, um, <clears throat> I think they revived me just a little bit. And no, it's not because Trace and Rafa Martez showed up. Uh, I don't really like them. However, (laughs) 
Um, I do think that though this episode was sort of still kind of like job of the week ish, it did a lot more in terms of like fleshing out like the wider, like like the the personal the personal intricacies of like each of the characters that we've been following for the last few episodes, and not to mention sort of widens the plot of um, you know why Crosshair had turned on the Bad Batch and if some of the other Bad Batch members may also do the same. So I think it was, this is one of the stronger episodes of the season so far for me. Uh, and definitely an improvement over like the last three, in my opinion. Sure. I, I'm there with you. Like I didn't, I wasn't offended by the last few episodes, you know, cause it's low stakes, you know, so far at least. Um, outside of that really great premiere and the horrors of crosshairs story but like i i do think this is a low ask show where you can just tune in watch some cool star wars stuff happen and i'm having a good time with it but i do think you're right this episode absolutely got back to a bit more excitement um and i feel this way about the mandalorian and i think this sort of wraps up why you liked this episode where I think the job of the week format is real solid and it can do wonders for just the pace of a story you're telling, but it's only memorable if either one, the job is really unique or two, you use this structure that's very basic to focus on another thing like your characters or their relationships or something like that. Um, Like the best episodes of Mandalorian I think it's season one specifically, because that was a lot of job of the week. Use that format to tell stuff about the characters, right? Like, look at the Bryce Dallas Howard village episode versus the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni Tatooine episode, right? Or or the heist episode, which sure. showed a lot about Din Djarin mm-hmm. so. versus, you know, I don't know, like, uh, you know, Rick Famuyiwa's second episode, which is kind of like... I know what you mean. Yeah, like, all of those things use that Job of the Week format, and it's not necessarily exciting, uh, depending on who you ask, and some people just don't even like that, but through using that format, like, hey, there's a thing we gotta take care of, those two episodes, like the heist episode that you just said, and like Bryce Dallas Howard's episode, gave really good insights into our main character. So I, again... I was having a fine time the last few few weeks, but I think this one is using that format in a way that benefits the characters. So I did enjoy it more like you did too. Yeah. I mean, I just think it, it did a lot to kind of like flesh out Omega a lot mm-hmm. and, and just like her personality and the way that she handles like stress and the way that she handles like difficult situations. Like she's kind of like on her own a little bit in this episode. Not that she hadn't been on her own in like the previous episodes, but I think like she has to, she, she goes through a lot in this episode specifically. I think like she almost takes somebody's life. Like she, she sort of like goes through that. Um, she starts to like learn that she needs to like become more of a fighter. Um, she almost loses her own life. Um, I don't know. It's just like I saw I saw a lot of development in her character throughout the, just this one episode that I didn't really notice like throughout the previous ones because they did seem a little bit more job of the week ish. Um, but this episode was like a job of the week. However, like because it had that sort of depth, I think it added a lot to it. Um, not only that, I think that this episode did a lot of interesting things to 
a lot of interesting uh, ways that they connected to already existing canon. Um, like, you know, battle droids were a big part mm-hmm. of this episode, which I thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, you know, the connection of like Trace and Rafa Martez um, as well, sort of, and, and their connection with the Rebel Alliance sort of gives it another lens to look at this episode through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely there with you with everything you're feeling about it. Um, I, I think Omega continues to just be very interesting, you know, and like seeing her grow to be more of a, like plant the seeds of becoming more of a soldier is interesting. Cause I, we don't really know the end game for her. Uh, we speculated a lot that she might be the, the template for these new super clones or something like who's to say, maybe this is just going to bolster that, but yeah, I think it was cool seeing the connections decommissioned, obviously, like with the battle droids was, it was fun to see more of the battle droids. Um, the Martez sisters, I love it. <laughs> definitely caught me off guard. I was like, oh, I did not expect to see you again, <laughs> like after that arc you had. But yeah. I, I guess it makes sense, you know. They're out and about. Yeah, they, they, it does make sense. What are your thoughts on them? I, I don't know. To me, like, I don't know. They just seem annoying. Like, I, they, they, their personalities don't really shine through for me. Uh, I guess I'll just say that. I think they're fine. I think they could be a bit more uh, unique, maybe. You know? Because um, I, I didn't feel that they were that much more developed as characters since the first time we saw them. Like, obviously, their competency for running jobs is better, but, like, in terms of their personalities and just, like, everything, what type of a person for hire they operate as in Star Wars like they haven't really grown into that much outside of just their ability it feels like you know yeah yeah though I did like their connection to the Rebel Alliance we're starting to see those threads sort of come together Mm -hmm. um, in the Bad Batch which is neat yeah for sure so I guess now that you said that this episode saved you a little bit uh how do you feel looking ahead to next week like do you think we're gonna be in a situation again where the bad batch are settling into this outlook on life and we don't again pick up with crosshair see what's up with him because i think at this point we are two episodes away from hitting the mid-season point so mm-hmm. what are your hopes and expectations at right now in terms of what you want out of this show directly next week? So I think directly next week, what I'm looking for. Um, so I think with a lot of these shows, we sort of get like a, like a climactic moment sort of in the middle of the, of the season, as well as the end sort of like a, I don't know, like an arc arc sort of thing. Um, and what I'm looking for in the next episode is starting to sort of pick up back with Crosshair and his story. And I know that, you know, I remember that he's, you know, looking for the Bad Batch. Um, we just haven't seen any of that um, over the past, like, four episodes. Um, so kind of picking up back with that is something that I think needs to be done or else, like, that story is just not going to carry the same amount of weight. Um, and also sort of... I'm looking for more clues into where 
the Bad Batch as a team is headed. Um, because this episode that we just watched, Decommissioned, sort of falls back into um, delving into like what's going on with Wrecker and his head. Um, you know, his in- inhibitor chip like activates during this episode, but he kind of snaps himself out of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm expecting over the next two episodes, like a, a reach up to um, sort of like more grounding the show into like more of that, like what it's about. Um, I'm expecting maybe like Wrecker leaves the bad batch or something. Um, and we really focus on that storyline for the remainder of the season. That's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, Christian. I could see a world where because Wrecker is seen, like I imagine he's realizing what's happening, you know, and he just doesn't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. I could see a world where uh, to protect them, he just like leaves one night and then maybe we spend an episode or two trying to get to him and then we can pick up a crosshair again because maybe he hears Wrecker leaves and he tries to go pick him up and like convince him to be a good soldier or something like yeah. I, I could see that sort of be a big conflict and i would be very interested in seeing that um but yeah i i'm curious i hope we do get back to dealing with their fallout next week um if we do have another job and there is a couple more hints sure but again i feel like we're you know, every week is one less week they can do an episode like that, you know. We're going to have to reach a point of progressing these character arcs forward and story more. Um, yeah. Do you think... I mean, does it, bo- does it bother you at all that we haven't really talked about Crosshair? Like, it bothers me. Um, I don't know if I'd say it bothers me, but I definitely... My expectations are set to be like, hey, we're going to reach a point where we do have a big blowout about him. And if we don't, then I'll just be like, okay, that was a weird choice. But it seems like they're purposefully saying like, hey, don't think about that right now. Think about what life could be like for this group just trying to make a name for themselves, stay low-key, have a family together. Um, Because that's where their heads are at mostly right now. So like, if they want to keep us separate from that, until it all goes wrong i'll be okay with that but in the end if we just don't really develop crosshair much further then i think i'd be a bit more underwhelmed upset so. understood yeah i mean i i think that's 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 definitely fair mm-hmm. uh do you think we're teasing ahsoka with that um hologram the the sisters um yeah i was thinking i was thinking honestly i was thinking bail organa okay that's that's what i was thinking um because we're so early into the empire um i don't think like the alliance to restore the republic was necessarily like a fully formed like idea yet you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know if like it's necessarily going to be ahsoka who's who's doing that or if we're going to start to like get into the nitty-gritty of like the formation of the rebel alliance right um in which case i think it would make more sense for it to be bail it did seem like it was a male right but i mean it's hard to tell yeah i thought it could have been like modulation too you know like who's i don't know yeah it could have been um yeah i think bail organa would make sense you know and i feel like ahsoka's gonna at least get name dropped at some point this season i think 
obviously the sisters definitely have a connection to the rebels like you're saying now uh, or the rebellion but they also have that connection to ahsoka so my mind did to say like oh what if you know maybe she trusts them because she trusted them before so i mean yeah would i be surprised if ahsoka like showed up in the bad batch no <laughs> not at all mm-hmm. so uh yeah it's definitely possible that that the martez sisters kind of like linked up with with ahsoka mm-hmm. so overall i thought solid episode um you know we're not at the halfway point yet um i think this like you said turned around a bit a few doubts i was having but i think this show still needs to do a little more work uh, moving forward and granted it is season one but i'm still enjoying it i'm looking forward to next week and see what other little connections we can make to where we're going but oh yeah oh yeah this 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 show is great um overall i've really enjoyed it um I don't mean to sound like a negative Nancy or anything like that. I'm just trying to be critical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a great, it's a great show, um, and I especially liked this episode. So it's kind of redeemed itself in my eyes, and I'm looking forward to what we get to see next for sure. Oh yeah. Well, Mike. Until then, where can everybody find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Mike P Connors. Very nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at ShunTD2, as well as here, youtube.com slash joyclicks for the video version of this show in the Jedi Knights playlist, alongside all of our other shows like Excelsior, Long Click Club, Gamescast, and of course, all of this E3 coverage, reactions, reviews, whatever is going to be going on, will be on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you want the audio version of the podcast, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your service of choice. If you enjoy leaving a review and rating, it would be greatly appreciated because it helps us out and just takes a quick second. If you want to get involved further, though, you can go to patreon.com slash joyclicks, where at the $1 and $5 tiers, you can help out the shows. The $5 tier will get you producer credit on this show and every show, like Chris Sackis, Aaron Easton, and Charles Applin. So, thank you very much. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you, Charles and Chris and Aaron, oh, all yeah. three of you, great people. Hell yeah. Uh, But that is going to do it for this week in Star Wars. Hopefully we got some dope video games to talk about next episode. But if not, I'm sure we can just continue to spiral about Mandalorian not coming out this year. (laughs) Yes, yes. Also, I mean, I have to plug, you know, we did the JoyClicks seasonal Hall of Games cast. And I have to say, I'm very proud that my choice, Fall of New Vegas was uh put into the hall of game so definitely go check that out i think you can i think you could probably you could definitely watch a yes the, you know the stream i'm sure it's on joy clicks so yes the archive is still on Had the to plug. um the summer hall of game we now have four goats four games that are the only games that are great and fallout new vegas brought by mike is one of them so congratulations but... thank you man mm-hmm. i'm very happy <laughs> one of these days a star wars game is going to get in Oh, yeah. It's only a matter of time. For sure. But uh, until then, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? May the force be with you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Beep is up.